Over the last two decades, I've been on a quest to learn everything I can about leadership, obsessed with what makes the best leaders so good. After running companies small and large for the last 20 years, today I speak on stages all across the world to audiences who are interested in that same question. My name's John Laredo, and I'm your host. I invite you to join me on this journey as we explore this topic. What makes the best leaders so good? Welcome to Tomorrow's Leader. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. So today is part two of what will probably be a two-part series, maybe three, if I feel like I want to add more to it, but uh, for right now, it's part two. So last episode, we went through the questions, some of the more powerful questions that I've come across in 25 years of business. I hope you found those helpful. So if you haven't listened to it, go back to the prior episode and you've got six absolute gems that I think are super effective for leading yourself and making your own life better, but also impacting your organization and the people that you lead. Today, I want to go through another handful of questions that I've found to be super effective. Uh, these have been questions that I've used in running organizations, turning organizations around, performance managing, developing leaders, all kinds of stuff. And I'm going to start with one. one. At one point in my career, I realized that I was like the go-to person for everything. And this was a period of time where I was running an office, turning it around, and everybody was coming up to me with questions and whatnot. Every time they had a problem or an issue or idea or anything, I was the go-to. And I found that I had like this, literally this line out my door. It was like a constant stream. And sometimes it was the 30-second question. Sometimes it was this and that. And what I realized is there was kind of this light bulb that went off that was either I am the go-to person for everything or I am the leader of this organization and I cannot be both. And that is absolutely true. You have to pick one. You're either going to be the go-to person for everything or the leader. You cannot be both. So for me, what I realized is I had a problem. I had to figure out how to solve it. So what I started to do was ask some questions, and it very quickly started to turn the tide and solve that problem. And here were the questions that I would ask. When somebody came to me with a problem and a dilemma, some kind of obstacle, whatever it was, my response or my question was, okay, thanks for sharing it with me. What have you done to solve the problem or try to solve the problem already? And really quickly, I started to get one of these. Oh, I mean... I'm bringing it to you. That's what I'm doing. Okay, gotcha. So what I want you to do is come up with your own solutions first and take action and try to solve it. You're a smart person. I trust you. I'm empowering you with the ability to solve problems. I want you to try to solve them first before you bring them to me. Okay, when you can't solve them and they're ultimately too big for you to solve or too big of a problem, I want you to bring it to me, but I want you to make some effort to try to solve the problem first. Very quickly, I found that line outside my door started to shrink. When somebody came to me with a question, I would ask them, okay, great. What have you done to seek out an answer? If I was not here and I couldn't answer this question for you, how would you find out? How would you figure it out? Where would you go? Who would you call? And ultimately what it started to do is build a little level of self-sufficiency and less reliance on me in particular. Okay, so that's question number one. Are questions aimed at helping people become a little bit more self-sufficient problem solvers, more creative thinkers, more uh, adept at getting the answers to those questions. As a leader, 
These are the types of things that can derail you from your key job, your key role, and your key tasks. Uh, so question number two. This, uh, this I used very effectively anytime I wanted someone to look at things a little bit differently. Or in some cases, I might have a tough conversation with somebody regarding their performance. And I always had a little fun asking this question. And I would say, if roles were reversed and you, was, you were in my position, you were running the organization, and I was you, and I was delivering the level of performance you are, or I was in blah, blah, blah situation, what would you do? If roles were reversed, you were me, I was you, what would you do? And I asked that question for a reason, because oftentimes the answer was what I was planning to do or what I was planning to say, and them coming to their own conclusion was a little more powerful than me even saying it. Oftentimes, I didn't even need to say much. Oftentimes, that question provoked a certain response and an answer where they were like, a light bulb went off, and they're like, yeah. You know, I've had people answer that and say, you know what, I'd, I'd probably fire me, or I would demote me, or I'd move me, or I'd whatever. And it might have even been more harsh than the response or the decision that I had already made or was about to make. But having them look at it from my perspective opened up their eyes tremendously. Sometimes if I had two people that had a conflict with each other, I might bring them in. And, you know, marriage counselors do this a lot of time. I might bring them in and say, okay, switch roles. Look at it from each other's perspective and tell me what you see and what decision you'd make and what do you think is right. Uh, it's a really, really valuable tool for somebody also to start thinking as a little bit beyond what their own normal kind of span of thought is. Uh, okay, that's number two. Think about that, how you can use that, and uh, where you can take that. I think you'll find that super valuable. Uh, the third one, this is something that I call contracting, upfront contracting. And this can be in a number of different, that could be a sale in a sales situation where you're contracting ahead of time, kind of have an upfront contract for what a desired outcome or how a decision will be made. But I use this for leadership with performance management. So I would have a contract with somebody in terms of how and actually gaining permission and contracting for how what kind of leadership I was going to provide them. Everybody loves to get positive feedback. Some people don't like to get negative or critical feedback. Some people don't like to be held accountable. Not everybody. Some people do like it. But I find that there are some people that just don't like accountability or for you to inspect what they're doing or whatnot. Um, an upfront contract can help alleviate that and smooth the pavement and the pathway to allow for much better feedback to be given. So it might sound something like this. Uh, listen, I know your goal is to do X. I know your goal is to be promoted to the next level. I know your goal is to achieve this level of business. I know your goal is to grow by this amount. I want to help you get there and I want to support you get there. I'm assuming you're okay. If I see you doing things that I know are contributing and helping you get there faster, are you okay with me pointing that out and telling you that just to make you more self-aware, kind of catching you doing something right? Yeah, of course. Okay, great. On the other side, are you also okay if I see you doing things or thinking a certain way or behaviors a certain way or actions that are leading you away from that goal and I can clearly see it? Are you okay with me bringing that up to you? Well, yeah. Okay, great. Now I've got a contract with that person. So I can easily go back if I see them doing something that's leading them away from that goal. I can actually go back and say, hey, remember when we started this process, we actually talked about this, that I would point out when I saw you doing things right and saw you doing things wrong. Here's something I saw you do that I know is not leading you toward your goal. 
Okay. And here's the observation and here's my thoughts. Uh, now the point is you're also catching them doing something right. So you got to do that too and balance it. But that's a really effective question is that upfront contract contracting for performance. Okay. That is number three. Number four, I love this question. Uh, and I know I've used this many, many times and it's oftentimes, uh, when a mistake has been made, you're, uh, have a setback, a failure, whatever the case is, what did you, or what did we learn from this? Okay. It's a painful question sometimes to ask and then to answer, but it's unbelievably valuable because what I can think about is times where I did something dumb. Uh, you know, I remember when I was in business, this was in my first year in the business. And I remember, uh, this was a client that we were coming back with final recommendations. I've actually, we had already made the final recommendations. This was me and a senior advisor. It was a big case. I was a brand new advisor. It was a lot of money on the table. And more importantly, we we're helping the client in a great way. We came back into the meeting where they were literally going to sign the paperwork. And we said, uh, you know, has anything changed? Anything you want to update us on? And they said, yes, you're going to be really proud of us. We said, oh, great. What, what? And they said, all the stuff you went through with us last week, we loved. And we went and implemented it. We did it with, we found somebody who would do it for us and we did it. And we're like, what, what do you mean you did it? And they're like, yeah, we did it. We actually stopped in an office that we just kind of rolled into and, and we took care of it. And we're like, well, that was the purpose of today. We we're going to go through all that. We we're going to help you. We we're going to actually implement everything. And their response was, wow, we didn't, we had no idea that you would do that. We thought you were just giving us the recommendations. We didn't know you'd help us implement it. Wow. Big lesson, big learning. I still remember that 25 years ago, painful. But what I learned from that is in that case, I had to explain to my clients everything I did. I had to make sure they understood. And believe me, that time moving forward from that time, I always let my clients know, hey, here's I can help you with this. Not just giving you the ideas, but actually helping you carry them through and execute them. Painful lesson. But I asked that question. What did I learn from this? All right. That's what I learned. Uh, strategic decisions. You know, moving in a certain direction, a new market, a new product, a new service, a new change to a process, opening up real estate, closing real estate, promoting somebody, making a bad decision, hiring somebody, whatever it is. When you did something that you look back on and say, ah, I would have done something differently. What did I learn from that? Here's the second follow up question is what would I have done differently? OK, if I could rewind time and I could do it again. What would I have done differently? So what most people don't realize is you've got, you know, you can't rewind life, but you can rewind in your mind and say, okay, what if I were going to replay this, how would I do it differently? And what might have happened as a result? What that will do is it will, it will steepen your learning curve. You will dramatically, you will make significantly more progress in a shorter period of time if you approach things that way, bring it to a higher level of self-awareness. Okay, what would I have done differently? Okay. Next question. Here's a good one too. For all those businesses or sales processes or whatever that are just too cumbersome, clunky, slow, long, too many steps, whatever, is how can we do that? Or how can you do this with fewer steps and or in less time? And I would always ask that even if you've got what you think is a great process, hey, if we were forced to shrink this from a two week process down to a one week process, we had no choice. We had to do it. What would we do? How would we do it? And I guarantee you're going to come up with some ideas that actually are really uh, legitimate and work. And if you can do that, by the way, speed is everything. I've said that in a prior podcast. If I can do something in a week versus two weeks and not sacrifice quality, which oftentimes is the case, 
wow, that's unbelievable. What a difference. What a business transformation that will be. Uh, that is a huge value add. So how can I do this in less steps or less time or even less resources or less people involved, less money invested, whatever it is? How can I do this with less? That's a great question to ask. I had a business, I, I was trying to do business with a company and, and there was an intake form and it was like one of these intake forms that you got to fill out before you do the first meeting or the second meeting. And it was just so cumbersome. It was so much work. I just didn't do it. And I might have done business with the company otherwise, but it was just like one of these really long, time-consuming things. And I don't have a lot of time. I don't have a lot of patience. I've got ADD. So I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And it was an obstacle that didn't need to be there. It was an extra step that truly didn't need to be there. I don't think it was providing enough value for them to outweigh the cost of losing people like me because they just lost patience. So how can I do this with less steps or less time or less resources? Uh, Next question. Here's a great question leaders can ask. Super super easy question with a really big uh, impact. And that is, how can I help? Simple, easy, right? How can I help? Okay, when you're walking around the office or you're calling people or you're texting people or your virtual meetings, hey, I'm here to help. What can I do? Oftentimes, you'll find just the gesture itself adds more trust, more credibility. And actually, sometimes there are some obstacles that you may find out about that you wouldn't have found out otherwise. So how can I help? Here's another one. The simplest, most shortest question you could possibly ask with potentially the biggest answer and the biggest ripple effect and biggest result is a three-letter word, and that is why. Just ask the question, why? So if you're doing something, why? If we're getting a certain result, why? If we're not hitting where we're trying to get to, why? What we're coming in every day to do, why? I'm waking up in the morning, why? You know, I'm not, I'm losing, I'm gaining weight, not losing it, why? Okay, that question is going to open up your eyes to all kinds of possibilities. Okay, that's a really powerful, short question. Uh, last question I have for you today, and then we're going to wrap up, uh, is what is the biggest obstacle that you're facing right now? What's the thing that's holding you back the most? If you're going to remove, if I had the power to magically wave a wand and remove one thing out of your way, one big obstacle, small obstacle, whatever it is, what would it be? And what you're going to find is you're going to get people thinking about, and this might be a question you ask yourself, well, what really is the obstacle? Is it fear? Is it a legitimate obstacle in the market? Is it controllable? Is it uncontrollable? Is it something I can do something about? Do I just not need to worry about it? Maybe there are no legitimate obstacles, and maybe it's my own way of thinking or self-doubt, whatever. But it's unbelievable what answers that question will open up for you. So I hope this has been helpful. There's a handful of more questions to arm yourself, make you a better leader of yourself and other people. Now take action. Go do it. Take one of those questions. Try them out. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Uh, Be sure to continue to like, share, comment, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. And as a reminder, on September 22nd, coming up in only a matter of a few days, we've got our live Leadership Mastermind, our first ever I want as many of you on there as possible. It's from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be on a Zoom with yours truly and you and a handful of other people that uh, I would love to see uh, at that event. It will be a valuable use of time. So just direct message me for the uh, info on how to be part of that. And I look forward to seeing you then and next time. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader for suggestions or inquiries about having me at your next event or personal coaching. Reach me at john at loritogroup.com. 
Once again, that's J-O-H-N at L-A-U-R-I-T-O-G-R-O-U-P dot com. Thanks. Lead on.